Welcome to the podcast for people turning the great American RV adventure into stressless camping. We're glad you joined our weekly adventure. Now let's gather around the campfire with our hosts, Peggy and Tony Barthel. Welcome to the campfire. We are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer, looking to share big adventures with you and help with great tips, tricks, and discounts. Yeah. And boy, a lot of people have been visiting our discounts and deals page on our website i just revised it again yeah he changes it pretty much every week yeah whenever i can coerce discounts out of people of things that we like you can go there and find those deals and we have a new one coming up and it's part of something that we are about to talk about that's right but first let's go off the grid we love going off the grid We do that quite a bit. I really like boondocking. And there are different levels of boondocking, sort of like everything. There's there's different degrees of, I guess, not only difficulty, but how far back in the woods you want to go. (laughs) Boondocking, typically, what, what we mean by boondocking is just not having hookups. Right. So that can be literally in some kind of an RV park that just doesn't happen to have hookups or it could be way back in the back of the woods somewhere. Yeah, we've camped in the middle of the desert where the only thing around us were uh, cacti, Cactus. right? <laughs> cacti and turtles or tortoises. <laughs> right. And then we've camped like at Quartzsite where we're surrounded by a quarter million of our best friends. Well, and we've camped and boondocked really at state park, state beaches that have campsites, numbered campsites, but they don't have any hookups. That to us is still boondocking because what we mean is that it, you don't have any power. You don't have running, you know, the water hookups. We don't have any hookups. Right. Yeah. And that's technically the definition of boondocking. I mean, some people, you know, there's as, uh, Abby Epperson says, there's Wally docking, which is overnighting technically at a, that's still boondocking right. but you don't have to drive out into the middle of nowhere and be hundreds of miles from anyone to be considered boondocking no and we did an episode that's one of our most popular episodes yeah don't be spooked by boondocking yeah don't be spooked <laughs> by boondocking and we did it near halloween but it's a great episode about boondocking and so we'll put a link to that in the old noties of the showy <laughs> And since we like to do boondocking a lot, we tend to talk a lot about how to carry water and how to get enough electricity to make it through your trip. Yes. And speaking of electricity, this week's guest is going to talk all about that. And we are going to get a little nerdy and you're going to... They do get a little nerdy, guys. Yes. Yeah. But it's a great topic about... (laughs) Lithium batteries, right. and they are becoming more and more popular with RVers. We're going to have us talk with Dave Whitlock, who's the sales director of Lion Energy, and those are my favorite of the lithium batteries that are that are out there at the moment. So, and he has done his research. Trust oh boy. me. Yeah, I, I tend to spend a lot of time looking into this kind of stuff. So, but before that. We have a word from our sponsor, and then we'll be back with Dave. 
Camping is all about great experiences, and that's why we love Harvest Hosts. Harvest Hosts is the gateway to beautiful overnighting experiences. And with Harvest Hosts, you can boondock at wineries and breweries, cultural destinations, golf courses, so much more. It's a great alternative to traditional campgrounds. Yeah, a lot of those really great pictures you've seen online, like Instagram and such, have been taken at Harvest Host destinations, and you can experience those yourself. You can, and we've got a good deal on Harvest Host memberships on our partners page at StresslessCamping.com. Enjoy your next Stressless Camping getaway at a beautiful destination, and save money in the process. Winner, winner. Everyone's a winner. Yeah. Hey, chicken dinner. (laughs) Welcome back to the campfire. We have a very special guest with us today who we have uh, met numerous times at RV shows. I have Dave Whitlock, who's the sales director from Lion Energy. And uh, if you're not familiar with Lion Energy, I think you should be. I, as you all know, I am quite the nerd and I have watched more than one YouTube video about lithium iron phosphate batteries, lithium battery, more than one (laughs) video. And I have just been super impressed with what I've seen in Lion Energy. And so, Dave, welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be with you. It has been a pleasure running into you at several shows. And like I say, uh, I've watched, uh, I've watched these videos of batteries and just very impressed with what I see with Lion Energy. Well, we appreciate those good comments and thoughts. Thank you. Yes, it's been fun to run into you at numerous RV shows and, and have the customers interested and have your interest in there. And hopefully hopefully we can provide some help and learning and, and some interest for for your folks that you talk to here as well. Yeah, Dave, I, Dave really knows his way around. I, I like talking to him at the RV shows because he's very knowledgeable. But I think one of the questions that I hear or I read a lot on the various social media forums that we look at, is why why do I want to spend so much on a single lithium iron phosphate battery when I could buy two batteries at Costco for two fifty and and a single lithium iron lithium iron battery is about a thousand dollars ish. So uh, what what's why would I do something like that? Very good. Great question. Great question. Lithium batteries are are fairly new to the market. You might say five, six, seven years old as far as camping batteries. Lithium has been around for more than that. Lead acid batteries have been around for a long time. We're used to those lead acid batteries. And you're right. They have a a cost of, you know, $125 and lithium batteries are, you know, $1,200, you know, $1,000 for batteries. Whoa. Why do we want to pay that much? The answer is because with the lead acid batteries, you get to buy batteries every two, three, four years, just depending on how well you maintain them. That's just the nature of lead acid batteries. And so you're spending that $250, you know, every, like I say, two, three, four years along the way. With lithium batteries, it's the last batteries that you'll buy. And the reason why is because of amp hours. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. But with lithium batteries, you don't have to buy batteries again and again and again. And there's no acid inside there, so there's no messiness to deal with inside there. But the real advantage is you get a camp twice as long, so you get a much better camping experience with your lithium batteries. And there's other features that we'll talk about, but it's lighter, uh, and, and certainly the warranty on them. You know, a, a lithium or a lead acid battery typically has a you know one year replacement warranty with maybe a, an additional two years of prorated warranty. 
Ours is a limited lifetime warranty. And so these would be the last batteries that you ever buy and have a better camping experience. So we can talk about that. Those are all distinct advantages. I think a lot of the people who know us know that my goal is to kind of camp light and camp a little bit smaller. So we don't have a 40-foot travel trailer. We have a 19-foot travel trailer towed by a mid-sized truck. And weight is a consideration. And Absolutely. I, yeah, I believe you can replace two deep cycle batteries with one of your batteries and you'll be you should be fine, correct? Exactly correct. Yes. A traditional deep cycle lead acid battery weighs about forty five to fifty pounds. So so you've got ninety pounds to a hundred pounds in the front of your trailer. And, and by the way, the lithium battery works for motorhomes, fifth wheels, travel trailers, clear down to small teardrop trailers. We have one manufacturer that's putting the lithium battery right in their teardrop trailers and it just works great. A lithium battery weighs our ours weighs twenty three pounds. And so you're saying you know, the difference between 90 pounds and 100 pounds, yeah, that's significant weight yeah. difference in there. And effectively, that's all on your tongue in in a travel trailer. Exactly right. And so if you can reduce tongue weight, then you have more room in your coach for essentials, more food, uh, more camping items that you like rather than just kind of wasted weight in batteries. I could pick up more but rocks for my collection. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, exactly. man. Exactly. You're, you're talking to the lady who has an entire cabinet just for geodes. I do. <laughs> I love it. I'll bet you got some pretty, pretty rocks. Do you tumble rocks as well? I have not done that, no. She's actually, yeah, Peggy's, okay. Peggy's got a master's degree in geology, so... She's got, oh. she likes rocks and she, that's why she likes me because I have them in my head. <laughs> Good. We all, we all have those running around. <laughs> Absolutely. So, well, uh, and let me ask, let me answer the other half of that question on there. Essentially weight wise. Yes. One of our lithium batteries can replace uh, the two lead acid, but capacity wise is the real magic on there. And let's walk through that just a minute if that's okay. Yes. So a good lead acid battery has somewhere between 60 amp hours. Amp hours is what we camp on. That's, that's the length of time we'll be able to camp. So 60 amp hours all the way to 100 amp hours, just depending on the size of the battery that you have there. But let's just go, let's just say you've got a 75 amp hour lead acid battery. You've got two of those in there. And so you've got 75 times two. And so now you've got 150 amp hours that you're camping on. Except for the nature of lead acid, it can't fall below what's called depth of discharge. It won't allow it. The battery composition won't allow you to do that. So you only get to utilize 50% of those amp hours. So the 150 amp hours, 50% of that is 75 amp hours is what you're used to camping on with those batteries. Our lithium battery, with lithium, you get to utilize all the amp hours in it. It's like your cell phone. Your cell phone's working, and then you get a notice, oh, your battery's got 20% life. Oh, okay. And then a little while later, oh, now it's got 10% life. Oh, okay. And then a little while later, it shuts <laughs> off. It, it's essentially the BMS, the battery management system in that cell phone is protecting the lithium. But you've got to utilize all the amp hours in that lithium battery in your phone. Same thing with your lithium battery 
in your with this lithium battery for your travel trailer. It has 105 amp hours, and so you get to utilize all the amp hours with this one battery as compared to the two lead acid batteries that you get to utilize the 75 amp hours. So this one battery is actually more powerful than two 12 volt batteries, or in other words, longer camping, almost one and a quarter times, sometimes one and a half times longer camping. And, and the other thing is my understanding is lithium charges much more quickly with solar. You're right. And it charges much more quickly with anything. The reason why we're used to charging a lead acid battery a good lead acid battery will accept 100% of the charge until it's about 80% full. You don't want to boil over a lead acid battery. In other words, you don't want to keep the charge on there because your battery will boil over and destroy it. Okay. What happens with a, a lithium battery, just like plugging in your phone, you plug in your phone when it's full, great, pull it off, you're done. With a lithium battery, same thing. It will take all the amps at a higher rate until it's full. That's why a lithium battery charges faster on a solar panel, plugged into your generator, plugged into shore power, uh, plugged into the wall. Yeah, a lithium battery will charge faster because it's accepting more volts continuously compared to a lead-acid battery. And then, so like a laptop or a, a smartphone, Apple had that whole thing where after a few years, the batteries were so degraded, the phone didn't really maintain its charge how are these because i know the chemistry in these batteries is actually different than what you get in a phone yeah great great question and that also has to do with the safety issue we've all heard about is lithium safe you know we've heard about phones blowing up on an airplane so we'll go through that. there's essentially three types of lithium polymer which is what your cell phones use nmc nickel manganese cobalt which is what tesla uses in their cars and then the safest is lithium iron phosphate, which was what we use in the batteries. A polymer, which is what's in your cell phone, is kind of like all the cells are chained together. You might say it's kind of like a chain of firecrackers. So if one goes bad, they all go off and there's a catastrophic failure. Oh. It's actually pretty safe, but it's big news. So when one happens, we all hear about it. Right. With lithium iron phosphate, those cells aren't all chained together. And so you have much greater protection and you have a stronger or a bigger bms when i said the phone has a bms it's it's really simple the bms the battery management system in the battery is also going to protect if something there went wrong the bms will shut down so that there's no problems that will take place so as i mentioned there was the reason that i was so intrigued by your batteries is these teardown videos that I've watched. So the teardown video that I watched uh, with Will Prowse, he was just blown away by the components that you're using inside your batteries. He was, he, the, the kid is, really knows his stuff. He's, you think I'm a nerd. This, this kid's got me beat <laughs> seven ways to Sunday. And uh, he was very impressed with the components that you're using in your batteries. And, and that is the magic of a lithium battery. Certainly the lithium's part of the magic, absolutely. But the BMS, you want a very strong BMS. You want the best computer when you run your laptops or your computers at home. You want it fast, you want it uh, to be efficient uh, and just run all the programs that you want. That's the BMS 
inside the battery. You want a very strong BMS. And you're right. We specifically have that engineered and designed uh, to operate and run our BMS. And, and that's one of the strongest components in our lithium battery. And you've just introduced a new higher capacity lithium battery as well. The 1300. That's correct. The the original one was called the UT, which stands for utility is what it was stating for. I know our company's out of Utah, but it, the UT actually stands for utility. <laughs> lithium utility battery. And it has, and how you figure that, the nominal voltage is 12.8 volts times uh, your amp hours, which is 90 amp hours. And so you get 1144 watt hours or runtime. We rounded up, and that just uh, wasn't right, and so we came out with the new UT1300 battery, which is, again, 12.8 nominal volts times 105 amp hours, which now gives you 1344 watt hours, and so this time we rounded down to benefit the customer, and so now we call it the UT1300. Basically, the, the bottom line for all those of you who are listening to us and going, what are they talking about? It means more, more, <laughs> more power. power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. You're right. It means it'll power more things for a longer amount of time. You're exactly right. Yeah, these, good, good. Yeah, these batteries are, if you're a boondocker, I, having lithium batteries is the way, is the way to go. Yes, you pay more, but gosh, you just, you're out there longer. You can fill them up faster with your solar panels. Um, they're lightweight. And one of the things I belong to more than one of these Facebook groups, a few people that I've seen because with the regular lead acid battery, the batteries actually kind of release a gas and it's not something you want inside your trailer. Right. Um, it's called off gassing. And then with lithium, that doesn't happen. And so you can actually put these inside your RV so I've seen people modify their RVs such that instead of the battery being on the tongue of the travel trailer, they're inside the body of the trailer somewhere. And then that gives you the tongue to put a generator or just reduce your tongue weight overall. It's kind That's of a, it's a, yeah. it's a cool mod. So these do not you know, blow off gases and that's kind of a neat thing another thing i've noticed about your batteries that i like is they have a fuel gauge right on top so you can go and check them just push a button and it shows how full they are yeah and so a couple of comments there a lead acid battery actually is a flooded battery in other words there's liquid inside there a lithium battery is not a flooded battery it doesn't have any liquid inside it so you're right no emissions come off no acid comes off and they can they can be mounted sideways upside down inside your coach because there's no venting that will take place uh, so you're exactly right on that point. Another advantage of it being indoors is that it's not sitting out there on the tongue inviting someone to carry it away. <laughs> exactly That's right. That's true. Exactly right. And the other advantage of that is some temperature, but we'll talk about that in just a minute. Let's so now these batteries, do I, if I go and I have a motorhome or travel trailer, anything, any RV basically, is there anything special I need to do to swap out my deep cycle lead acid batteries for lithium batteries? That is probably the most common question. Perfect question. So if I decide to go with lithium, what do I need to do extra or different to my coach? And what we say is nothing. They are simply a plug and play. 
you can take your your lead acid batteries out, your six volt golf cart batteries out, and simply plug and put these right in, because these lithium batteries accept a charge from whatever you give it. And now it goes back to charging in a few things. The lithium batteries have greater capacities than what those other lead acid uh, batteries have, and so it will accept charges faster and fuller. So if your display panel inside your coach, your motorhome is programmable, you just wanna set the program to a lithium setting. Or if it doesn't have a lithium setting, you just wanna set it to an AGM setting. What you're doing is you're just telling your batteries, I wanna dump in the highest amount of volts that I can because the lithium battery will take it. Let's say your motorhome fifth wheel travel trailer is not programmable and so typically from factories, the charge controller, the charge controller that's in that uh, RV, typically dumps in about 13.6 volts. Great. That 13.6 volts will fill a lithium battery to about 80, 85%, but an 80 to 85% filled lithium battery is much more powerful than the lead acid batteries still, but it will fill that up to that point. And that's why it's a plug and play and it still works great. If you're ever ready to put in a lithium charger in there, you can go to Amazon for $200 and buy a lithium charger. What you're doing is you're saying, I wanna dump the 14.6 volts into it. Now it will charge fuller and faster and you'll have either, even longer camping time. But it's not like this thousand dollar purchase you have to make to get additional equipment in it. It'll accept the charge from whatever you have it. And if you have solar panels, solar panels dump in the higher voltage and they'll top it off the rest of the way. So a solar panel or two on the top of your roof with your regular charger fills lithium batteries full. So the difference is going to be in the charging of the battery, not in the battery offering power to the appliances. It'll charge the battery. If, if you just use the regular non-programmable charge controller that's in the travel trailer, uh, it will charge the battery to about 80, 85%. But again, you'll still be able to camp much longer than with lead acid. But if you have solar panels on there, it'll charge the battery the rest of the way fuller. And so you'll get longer camping time and it will charge it faster. That's how we roll. We When we're off-gridding, we, we use solar. And I've been really happy, even as it is now with solar. Uh, however, I did, of course, uh, let my batteries. So with regular <laughs> batteries, with deep cycle lead acid batteries that most of us have on an RV, you are not supposed to let them drop to a state of discharge or less than 50%. Right. I did. That's correct. <laughs> and mine are about three years old. So yeah. that's another reason that... We did it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I, the, another reason I'm very interested in these is I'm looking at getting some. So. Right. Right. And so, awesome. Awesome. And so what we do, no matter at the dealership, you know, at the dealerships, we try to tell people, if you'll maintain your lead acid batteries, you'll get longer life out of them. What do you do to maintain them? Either put a trickle charge on them, and that way they'll, they won't fall below what's called depth of discharge, which is 50% of the amp hours. So it won't fall below depth of discharge. Or if you do nothing with them, probably about every three to six months, you need to put a charge to it so that the natural discharge that happens in lead acid won't happen. If you do that, that's where your lead acid batteries can last you three, four years. Most of the time we don't do that. Sometimes we just leave it in the coach all year, all year long and we come back in the springtime, oh, crud. And, and so sometimes we're too embarrassed to go back to the dealership because they tried to train us on 
on maintaining them. <laughs> so then we go to Costco or Walmart, and then we're buying typically an inferior battery that even exacerbates the problem further. And then we got to buy batteries every year or two. And so then those that $250 expense is happening more often, where with lithium batteries, it has a shelf life of more than a year. So if you did nothing with the lithium batteries, if you just put a charge to them and left them on your coach, cold weather, warm weather, and left them and come back in the spring, oh no, my batteries are dead. They won't be. They will have a life still on it because it has a shelf life. And here's an answer to the question that you had asked earlier. The battery monitor system on the top of the battery, the lithium battery actually does have the display, the monitoring display on top of there. And that serves two purposes. One, you can see the state of charge. You just press the button and it's got five lights on there and it tells you, you know, the state of charge. But also that's giving you access to the BMS. Most of the other competitors' lithium batteries out there do not have access to the BMS. And if something goes wrong with the battery, you have to ship that battery back to the factory. With ours, you have the ability to do two things. Manually wake it up, if you ever need to, and reset it. Like you'd reboot your computer. Huh. You can now do that with the BMS. Interesting. So that's And that's the other thing. You know, There are a number of RV battery people out there. Um, and having looked at these YouTube videos and, and all of that, I've really zeroed in. I think my favorite is what you guys have to offer for a variety of reasons, including the quality of the cells, the quality of the battery management system, the accessibility to you. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, thank you. And so there, there are some differences in the cell. Some of the, most of the competitors out there are using what's called a round cylindrical cell. Picture kind of a double A battery, size of your pinky or something. And in order to get a 100 amp hour battery, they've got to use 120 of those cells. As a result of that, that battery then becomes a larger footprint than a group 24 size battery. It's actually closer to a group 27 size battery. That group 27 size battery doesn't fit inside the black boxes of the, the travel trailers. And so you want a group 24 size battery that's just essentially communicating the footprint or how big the battery is. Uh -huh. So ours uses a prismatic cell or a rectangular shaped cell. And as a result of that, it fits into a more compressed area and you get the higher amp hours instead of 100 amp hours. You got five more, you got 105 amp hours. That just means longer camp time. And it's a 24 group size and weight. The closest competitor weighs 31 pounds. Ours weighs 23 pounds. Again, yeah. a weight savings, a weight issue. Yeah, I was just, at the first time I picked up one of your batteries, I was like, oh, these, <laughs> these are so light. And then I thought, well, ah, that, that can't be that great. So then I go on YouTube and that's my university. And I watched a ton of videos and I was thinking, oh my God, these batteries are great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When most people pick up those batteries, they say, oh, that's obviously a demo unit. I know we're used to heavy batteries. Yeah. No, that's the real unit. And I, and I press the BMS and show the indicator. Oh my gosh, that's the real battery. That's the real deal. Yeah. Oh, I remember wow. at, uh, at Quartzsite, I saw your wife carry two batteries out to somebody's RV. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's the difference. Yeah. I mean, they're light, they're powerful. It, it sounds like a, just the ideal solution. So if you're an off-gridder, if you like boondocking, gosh, this is such a great way to go. You have more advantages, longer camp times, uh, faster charging, and 
you can put them inside the body of your RV if, if that's what you choose to do, which I've seen a number of people do. And uh, so it, it sounds like a great upgrade for people to make, to, especially if you like off-grid camping, as we do. It is. Let's talk about temperature okay. real quick. Lithium has an operating temperature and a charging temperature. A lithium battery will operate clear down to minus four degrees. Wow. I won't be there. Yeah, I'm not going to be camping in that. That's why I have wheels. That, that's pretty cold camping. That's, that's pretty cold camping. But, you know, for example, a lead-acid battery, if it wasn't fully charged, it would freeze at that temperature because right. it's a liquid-based battery. The other temperature to be aware of is a lithium battery will accept a charge down to 32 degrees. So let's say you're camping during the day and then it comes nighttime and the temperature goes to 25 degrees. Great. No problem. The lithium battery is still working. It goes to 10 degrees. Great. The lithium battery is still working because you can utilize all the amps clear down to minus four degrees. When the day comes and it warms back up and that battery becomes above 32 degrees, then it will accept a charge again. The BMS, the battery management system, is controlling all this, just protecting the lithium. The temperature, the temperature can go all the way down to minus 20 or minus 30 degrees. It's not going to hurt the lithium battery. The BMS will shut off at that time just to protect the lithium on there so no current is flowing through. I just want to make sure you're aware. That's another reason why some people will mount the batteries in the coach. You know, if they have a fifth wheel or the, a, a basement compartment, sometimes they have a heat vent flowing through there. That's all you need. Sometimes just a light to keep on to keep the temperature some people will go a little more extreme and they'll put heat tape around the batteries or a heating pad underneath it <laughs> great that, that's the way to keep it warm but underneath the bed is great underneath the foot of the closet that's great that can keep the temperature of those batteries certainly warm enough if you do that type of cold camping right. yeah if it if it's getting that cold i'm leaving <laughs> <laughs> there you <But> go. <laughs> i understand your point because you're up in utah and it does snow up there right <laughs> when we get out early Easter or we get out for a, a you know a late fall hunt or something, sometimes up in the mountains it can get cold, but you know typically warms up as well, and so that's where your batteries can still operate, but yet they still accept a charge on there. And the other thing, when you, when you were talking about the advantages of the battery, literally this battery does have a lifetime. It's called a limited lifetime warranty. We are all used to hearing a year terms of a year you know hey my car has a five-year 50,000 mile warranty so we're used to hearing warranties in terms of years our, our closest competitor again they have a 10-year warranty on their battery it's actually a, an eight-year replacement and then the last two years is a prorated warranty ours is literally a limited lifetime warranty what does that mean we are warranting that battery down to 80 percent of its capacity who what does that mean most of us don't know that so we then put it in terms of life cycles we're warranting that battery essentially down to 3500 life cycles life cycles a discharge recharge discharge recharge to put that in comparison a good lead acid battery has about 250 to 300 life cycles or recharges in it and a lithium battery has 3500 life cycles so to put that in comparison you'd have to go camping every day Full discharge, full recharge for 10 years. Right. Wow. Now, I don't, know how, I don't know how often you go camping, but if you go camping every other day, that's 20 years. Or if you go camping every third day, that's 30 years. <laughs> Most of us, you know, hey, we go camping in the summer 
four, five, six times. And so that's what we call this battery, literally a lifetime battery, or it's got a lifetime warranty. And we often say, if somebody actually does that and somebody gets to 80% capacity of this battery, awesome. We're going to give them two new batteries, take their picture, put them on our website. and say, <laughs> Right. <"Do> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be a great spokesperson. But that's, Absolutely. that's just part of the, that's why you don't have to buy batteries again. Yes, it's an initial investment up front, you, but you've just paid umpteen dollars for whatever teardrop trailer, travel trailer, fifth wheel, motorhome that you've just bought. Right. And you're buying that to go have a great family experience, a great camping experience, get away from all the challenges of life or whatever, and go out and connect with nature. Where battery power used to be the Achilles heel of camping, now it's positive. Let, let's let the Achilles heel be freshwater and gray water and black water now you've got power that you can camp and have a much more enjoyable experience for longer yeah. yeah that's the bummer now you're limited more by your tanks than your battery if you go with lithium yeah <laughs> there you go there you go but how nice to have the power there at your availability right when you want it right when you need it right uh, and yeah. not have most of us have experienced that four o'clock in the morning three o'clock in the morning my heater didn't work anymore <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> what What's happening, you know, if we, if we go if we go back to, again, our lead acid experience, we're camping on 75 amp hours. Well, a furnace, when it's cold, it, it consumes 10 amps per hour. And so 10 divided into the 75 amp hours, that's seven and a half hours. And if you've already consumed 20 of those amps while you were camping during the day or yeah. 30 amps while you're camping in the day, yeah, that's why three, four o'clock in the morning, your furnace is down. And dang it, where your lead acid batteries with one battery you have 105 amp hours. Many people are putting two batteries. Some people put in four, six, and eight. If you have two batteries in there, you've got 210 amp hours. Your furnace is going to stay on. It's, it's a better camping experience. <laughs> I can sleep longer and have heat. <laughs> there you go. There you go, Peggy. Absolutely. Yeah, that's and the funny thing that you mentioned that when we were in Quartzsite, we were there with a number of other people, and two of those people, their battery <laughs> went out in yeah, the middle of the night. Two of the four <laughs> campers had that problem. Yeah, and not us. We we uh, we were just fine. Though. Usually ours is because we forgot to turn the propane on. Or ran out. Yeah, yeah. Ours, is, ours is usually because our propane bottle goes empty in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> now with lithium power, now you've got the, the, the enough amp hours, enough run time, enough power to run those all the time. That's just a much better camping experience. And that's, sure. that's what lithium now is affording. You know, being in the travel trailer industry for 25, 26 years, that was the Achilles heel. So now it's the opportunity to just have a much better camping experience. Have heat. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And lighter weight as well, which is not right. to be ignored. Right. And no maintenance. You don't have to be out there, A, getting your batteries to where you can put water in them, and then B, figuring out how to get the water in without making a mess. Or Yeah. I mean, maintaining lead-acid batteries is a pain in the neck. It, it really can't be, and it is. And, and so because it is, we don't do it. And then because we don't do it, our batteries fall below depth of discharge. And so then we end up replacing our batteries every year, every season. And we just, oh, that's just the nature of camping. I got to spend 250 bucks for new batteries every year. My goodness, in four years, you spend $1,000. Yeah. Right. With lithium, you spend it once up front and you're done. Yeah, And, and exactly. you have a better camping experience and longer lasting battery for you. Yeah, and I've seen where, I mean, on a travel trailer, at least the batteries are out on the tongue. So all you have to do is wrestle with that stupid plastic box. But I've seen motorhomes where... The, it's an act of Congress to get into the battery box. <laughs> right. A lot of advantages. Well, Dave, gosh, we sure appreciate your 
being here with us today and yes. answering our questions. And uh, of course, we will point people to Lion Energy's website. I think these are the batteries that I really have zeroed in on as my favorite. And so uh, I'll share that with our audience and, and any last tips you have for folks? Uh, Peggy and, and Tony, I just appreciate you having me on there. Our hope and goal is to just let people know of the wonderful, amazing products that are out there for a better camping experience, much less frustrating. Uh, and so you have a great time out there. And that's what we want to do is provide our folks and campers out there a much better camping experience. And it's now available with lithium batteries. Yes. Well, Dave, thank you very much. Thank you so much. You bet. Thank you. We love being part of the largest club of RVers with events, rallies, tours, resources, and more. And you can be too. That's the FMCA, and it's not just for motorhomes anymore. Now any RVer can join the FMCA and enjoy their fantastic benefits. Yeah, like chapters where people of common interest gather and go on outings and adventures together. It's a great way to meet other RVers who share your interest or location. But there are other great resources too, like a beautiful magazine, forums, videos, tutorials, and so much more. And don't forget the incredible programs like Medical Assist, where the FMCA is there for you in the event of a medical emergency on the road. Yes, and we signed up for the FMCA's Roadside Assistance, which specializes in RVs and offers towing to the nearest qualified repair facility, no matter how many miles away it is. It's a great optional program that's been part of the FMCA for years. Plus, of course, we've got a good deal for you. New members can save $10 on an FMCA membership. We've got the details and more information on this terrific organization on our discounts and deals page at StresslessCamping.com. Join us and other RV enthusiasts at an upcoming rally or gathering and save money in the process. Now, now that's Stressless, stressless camping. camping. All right. Well, you can take your nerd caps off now. Uh-uh. No, we no, got more no, nerdy no, stuff. No. Oh, we're we're going. We've got more. Oh we've boy, got here more. we go. All right, wait. Let me tighten the strap. All right, here we go. <laughs> I want to also talk about camping with Google. Right, and we did nerd out. Even I nerded out. Yeah, for about two hours today, looking at ways to map out our planned trips so that we have a list of places we're planning to go and a way of mapping that out and looking at it. And so we're going to share some of the things we just found. Well, yeah, things that, well, some of us have been using for a while. Well, sure. We've been using them, but we've we've done it without really digging in and thinking about what we were doing. We just do what we do. <laughs> That's the story of our lives. <laughs> hey, look, it's a cliff. Jump! Jump! And today we, we decided that we would really think about what it is that we're trying to accomplish and work on it together because Tony and I don't always do things the same way, oddly enough. No, we're our brains, we are very complementary of one another. Our brains work very differently. Very much. And Peggy is a scientist, and I'm more of a, I don't know, Nerd. clown. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm all about colors and music and uh, you know i we're definitely left brain and right brain people and yet when he looks at my computer that has two monitors and every screen is every every window isn't the same size he pulls his hair out. oh my god <laughs> it drives me nuts i have a tool on my computer and i put it on peggy's that basically 
forces the windows into certain positions. Well, they don't always work for me. <laughs> anyway, and now that Nerd. we've turned everyone away, um, <laughs> camping with Google. So this kind of came as Robert Morales, who's traveling Robert, who uh, kudos to you for over 100,000 subscribers Yay. on YouTube, my friend. Um, the way he plans his trips is he will mark things in Google Maps. Right. Anytime someone makes a recommendation to him, hey, if you're ever in such and such town, you should check out such and such place. Yeah. And he saves all those. Well, the cool thing is in Google Maps, if you haven't really played with it much, now some of you are going to go, duh, but if you haven't played with it much, you can save places in Google Maps and then sort of make collections of those places so that, for example, we have our upcoming trip to Tucson for the FMCA rally. Yay! And by the way, we have some free passes to that. So uh, we do. on our Facebook page, we're going to start giving those away. But anyway, for that trip, we have made a collection of the places we want to see, the places we want to stay, and that's all just in a single collection. Right. And the cool thing is you can save an item or a collection on a tablet, on a phone, on a desktop computer, laptop computer. And as long as you're logged into the same Google account, it synchronizes all of those. So it's right. really convenient if you happen to be at a somewhere, like let's say you're having dinner and someone said, hey, have you seen the new you know, windmill golf course down the street or whatever it happens to be? Or, oh, last time I was in Oklahoma, I went to the Oklahoma Railway Museum. Yeah. And, uh, and so you can bookmark that. And then later when you're going to Oklahoma, because we are. In case you're wondering, that's a real place and it's a real destination on our list. Yeah. So we added that to our <laughs> Oklahoma trip coming up. And so it's really neat how you can do that. But also you can share, speaking of Google, so now you have your maps. You can also use a Google calendar to share places and destinations with your friends and family. And let's say, for example, you're a solo traveler. You can use the maps and the calendar to share your destinations and your places with, let's say you have someone back home, like a, a parent or a child or just a great friend, and you can create an account such that it only shares with them or they only can see it. And so they know where you're supposed to be at any given place or time, which is kind of like a security yeah, it's Backup. a really good thing if people, you know, sometimes a person decides to go on a trip and their kids or their parents say, oh, you shouldn't go out there by yourself. This is a good way for them to track where you are planning to go so they can follow along with you. And then they're not so worried about whether you're 100 miles from home boondocking with no one around you. A lot of cool things with Google. And the best thing is, you know, once you bought your phone, they're free. So whether you have a Google phone, you know, Android or an iPhone. They work well on both of right. them. And, and that's true whether you have a Google phone, you know, Android, uh, as it were, a Chromebook or a Windows machine or an Apple desktop. You know, it all works they together. They all work together. Yeah, it's yeah, all pretty that's cool. That's a nice thing. Unlike Apple Maps. <laughs> if you're on an iPhone, you can use the, the voice command, take me to John Smith's house. And Apple Maps is really good at saying, I found John Smith and turn left here and it's all very good. However, yeah. 
that's about the limit of its greatness. Yeah, it's funny. I Okay, so I worked for Apple for a while, and I've always been an Apple fanboy, I admit it. But compared to Google Maps, Apple Maps just stinks. I wanted to go in like Safari or whatever browser and compare the two processes of, of mapping out my destination and my route. I couldn't get to Apple Maps. Well, no, but I mean, on the on a desktop or laptop computer, if you're using a Mac, there is Apple Maps that comes with it. And you there's think an app, you right? Could there's an app. You can easily see your bookmarks, but no. No. Uh-uh. It's just, come on, Apple. It's time to polish the the game up a right. little. Right. So, but that's what I mean is you, I couldn't get it as a, as a web page. And then I tried to use the app and I couldn't find the destinations I had saved on my phone. I like, I couldn't even figure out how to get to those. So we are not as enamored with the Apple. No, Maps. I think that they are the Hoover of mapping systems, <laughs> and you can just fill in the blanks on that. <laughs> But the Google Maps work really well. The one thing I guess that that is is a disadvantage of Google Maps is they don't integrate as well when you're listening to a podcast and have your map running. It doesn't work as well together. Yeah, what I like about Apple Maps is when you're getting direct turn-by-turn directions on your phone and you're listening to your favorite podcast, which I got I might hope be is, stressless camping. Might be stressless camping. Apple Maps will actually pause spoken word presentations or spoken word items, do its direction, and then resume where it left off. And that's a pretty darn cool feature. Right. So, But for everything else, if you're going to map out a long route, uh, Google Maps is going to be your way to go. Yeah. Multiple destinations. It's a great planning tool. So right. what do you use? What do you like? And and for those of my friends who just passed out when I said something not, <laughs> not positive Apple. about Apple, hey, truth is truth. So there so you go. I just wonder, are there still those um, applications? Like I know my mom used to use a thing called Trips and Streets or something where she could get on. Her, it was a, a computer software. Yeah, I believe that. The predominant one for RVers is a Rand McNally product because it does enable you to put in your height and length and width and all oh, of that nice. and weight. Okay. And that way, if there are. I ain't telling nobody my weight. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean the of RV. your RV? Oh, sorry. <laughs> and that way, if there are restrictions on the roads, for example, uh, tunnels, let's say tunnel won't let you go through with right. uh, with propane or whatever whatever the restriction is or you're too tall if you haven't seen the 11 foot 8 youtube channel <laughs> there you go um but if you're too tall it'll know those kind of things so it's it's a great that Rand mcnally i believe has they have physical devices and they also have software that you can run on a tablet and it's not cheap but you know what it's cheaper than knocking the air conditioner off the roof of your sure. rv so right. there you go all right so tell us where you're going and and how you're going to route out your way to get there yeah do you have a favorite mapping system or trip planning tool uh is it google is it something else do you like paper or is it just well heck we still need this sticker for the door of our trailer so we're going there I <laughs> one time my mom was going to visit me and I took her a paper map that was photocopies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was about a 60 mile trip and I photocopied every page of the Thomas Guide and taped it together and highlighted it for her to find my house. Wow. <laughs> hey, Shani. 
Well, I guess it was probably a it while ago. It was in ago. like the 80s. <laughs> oh, oh man. The 80s. The 1980s, for those of you who weren't even born in the 1980s. Right? things. Yeah, you you, uh, you used to have to ride your horse and buggy if, if you right? could chisel out your own horse. <laughs> that 60-mile ride took two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if you've got a favorite destination or question, you can join us over on our Facebook group. It's a fun discussion that we keep positive and light with lots and lots of happy campers right and on our facebook page also you can just let us know let us know if you're already a stressless camper if you're a dreamer if you're a dreamer what's stopping you because i think if you tell us what's stopping you you're gonna have quite a few people that encourage you to not let it stop you again whatever that obstacle is perhaps we can help you overcome it right and of course we're in all the usual social places but you can find us at stresslesscamping.com which is the good starting point from there you can jump off and also that's where we have our discounts and deals you don't want to miss that no most popular page on our website and i just added another one if you don't want to miss future episode of stressless camping podcast remember it's free to subscribe on any podcast app we're saving you a seat around our virtual campfire and remember a review will help others find this podcast and the more listeners we have the better the guests we get and so that's that's what's in it for you and for us we really appreciate your being here so thank you for joining us once again and Happy camping! We hope you enjoyed this week's adventure. Time to get out on your own journey. Don't forget to leave the review on your favorite podcast app and visit stresslesscamping.com for photos, stories, an RV calendar, and more. I'm stressless camper Larry Richardson wishing you happy camping!